You're listening to Nurses on Fire, the podcast for nurses by nurses aspiring to financial independence. This is our weekly conversations with the CFP edition. So every Monday, we'll be joined by certified financial planner, Jason Hamilton, having honest money conversations that guide nurses like you on their path to financial freedom. So if you want to get your questions answered, make sure you head over to nursesonfirepodcast.com slash ask to be featured in an upcoming episode. We answer money questions live every Monday via Facebook Live. And if you want to join us live, make sure to head over to the Financially Intentional Business page on Facebook. Like and follow the page to get notified when we're going live. Have you started on your journey towards financial independence or want to do better with your money and don't know where to start? Well, this training is for you. I encourage you to head over to financiallyintentional.com slash live to sign up for our next free masterclass where I'll teach you the techniques I've used and taught my clients to master money and build wealth. During this free training, you'll learn the most powerful weapon you have at your disposal to launch into financial freedom, the budgeting method that will free up thousands of dollars a month to achieve your financial goals, the common mistakes to avoid while paying off debt, and how to rapidly slay debt. You don't want to miss this. So head over to financiallyintentional.com slash live or click the button in the show notes to register for our next free masterclass. Hey, hello, and welcome, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to our fifth podcast here, the Nurture Wealth Podcast. We are back again today to answer another really interesting question we have for you today. So back again, my friend Nasima. Nasima, you want to say hello? Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hey, so we had a question submitted. It's an anonymous question, but I think it's a really good question. And so we want to have some dialogue around this. So I think a lot of nurse clients that we speak to are still dealing with things like student loans. And they're looking at these big numbers, you know, 10, 20, 30, 50, maybe even more, $100,000. And a big question sometimes is, should I take on an extra job? Or in this case, should I travel nurse to make more money and pay down debt? So we're going to have a little conversation around that today and help you think through this situation. Because I know sometimes the stress of probably working 50, 60 hours as it is, thinking about adding another job, leaving your family can be kind of a lot. So Nasima, how would you answer this question. If this was you in the situation, you're sitting there 50,000 in debt and we should lay out that this particular person is making $80,000 living in mm-hmm. Connecticut. So it's not super low cost of living there, but it's not super high. Mm-hmm. What are your right. thoughts on that? Well, another thing to highlight is this person is a single mom. And so they have kids and that they're responsible for solely and without knowing what the support network is in place, this is how I'm going to answer the question. So the way that I look at tackling student loans is how much you actually owe to your income. And usually if it's less than a one-to-one ratio, so she's making $80,000, her student loans are $50,000. I would say that 
this is something that you can tackle right now with your income. You can knock out those student loans rapidly and aggressively. If it's higher than a one-to-one ratio, then I would look at different student loan repayment programs, refinance, and other advanced strategies. But if it's less than a one-to-one ratio, I would always say this is something that you can aggressively knock out where you are. And so to answer the basic question of should I travel? And when we answer these questions, we're answering off of the information that we're giving. Unfortunately, if the person is in live here with us, we can't ask clarifying questions. But from the information given, yeah, I feel like with her income, she can aggressively pay off her debt. And the way that I aggressively paid off my debt as a refresher is by using zero-based budgeting and just the debt snowball. And, you know, I have a lot of information on my page about that. And that's just something that you can Google. But yeah, I would just recommend that she knocks out her debt where she is. Okay, so you mentioned two things there. You know, we haven't really laid a foundation on all these kind of basic financial skills yet. So maybe we could take a step back before I kind of give my thoughts on that. Can you talk about what zero-based budgeting is and then also what the debt snowball is? So zero-based budgeting is a form of budgeting where every one of your dollars is given an assignment in advance. So zero-based budgeting is where you give every one of your dollars an assignment in advance. So telling, like, if you make $10,000, you allocate every one of those dollars an assignment. So whether it's paying down your debt, down to paying for clothes for your kids, Every month looks different and every dollar has an assignment. And so with that, I always prioritize whatever my debt payoff goal was. If I knew that I had to pay off my debt by a certain time, I say, hey, $2,000 needs to go towards this debt no matter what. And I adjust everything else around that. So that's zero-based budgeting. Doesn't mean that you have $0 in your account. Just means that you're giving all your money an assignment. And then the debt snowball is where you list your debts from smallest to largest. You focus on paying off the smallest debt and you pay the minimum balances, the minimum payment on everything else. And so you list out all your student loans. In this case, you list out, you usually have multiple student loans within your student loan servicer site. And so you list those all out and then you focus on the smallest balance debt. You throw every single one of your dollars towards that. And then once you pay that off, now you have that minimum payment that you no longer had to make. And then so that gives you that frees up even more money to throw at your next debt. And so it snowballs so that every month, every subsequent month or after you pay off a debt, you have more and more money to throw at your next debt. Good. I think that's helpful for people. And, you know, even coming from like a certified financial planner perspective, even though financially paying the highest interest rate, you know, technically pay off things faster, I actually recommend the debt snowball where people pay the lowest balance first, because when you're dealing with folks that have debts, we're not usually dealing with, you know, pure rational type of thoughts. Um, Usually there's some behavioral issue there. So when I'm dealing with behavioral issues, I'm going to take a behavioral approach. I actually 100% agree with that. And I do think, you know, that zero-based budgeting is great where you sit down and everything is mapped out so you know exactly what you're putting to your debt payment plan and then you just drop that payment right away because if not, mm-hmm. God, that somehow that money will just find a way to get spent on something else. So I think if you are facing some debt, then that's definitely, I agree with that 100%. Even though financially interest rate higher will be first, but I just, I've seen a lot more success with people following smallest amount of debt, regardless of interest rate, and then just paying that off and then stacking up next one and next one from there. So here's my thought. So I have this little calculator here, and I think it's pretty cool, that it's uh, basically a salary tax calculator. And, and you know, I think it's pretty good. It may not be perfect. But what I was able to do is put in $80,000 for our question here. And then it takes out the taxes in Connecticut, and it tells us you know, what we would getting, we'd be getting net. Okay, So 
$80,000 gross, that's going to be 66.66 and 67 cents. So net pay per month would be about 46.60. Okay. So we got 46.60 per month after taxes to be looking at paying these things off. And there was also a note in there. The mortgage was about $120,000. So I'm going to assume the house payment somewhere between $1,000 and $1,500 because that's pretty reasonable somewhere in that range. So let's say $1,500. So if we have $1,500, that's going to be to the house payment. We're left with about $3,000, $3,100 right there. And out of $3,100, we have to take care of ourselves and a kid. So at $50,000, the debt payments, my guess, somewhere between five to 800 a month, somewhere in that range, unless they're on a income-based program. But so the probably the minimum payment is somewhere, again, let's call it 1,800. So we have 1,500 plus 800, so we have 2,300. And now it's about 50% of our money is going to those two payments. And we have about 50% of our money now get used for other things, okay? I think a very reasonable, again, depending how many people are in the home. It mentioned one kid, was that the message there? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So let's say a single mom and one child, $150 a week for food. I think that's pretty reasonable. That's about what I spent, me and my wife. So we spend that. Sorry, three kids. Oh, three kids. Okay. So let's call it 200 a week because I still think that's pretty reasonable for that. So, you know, we go from 2,300 minus 800 there. Let's put another. So now we're down to $1,500 of free cash flow for everything else. And so let's call it $500 on the rest of her bills, gas, those type of things. So I think that leaves us with $1,000 left over to put towards this debt. Okay. So the question is, should you travel to get this paid off? And based on this scenario, there's probably about $1,000 there unless there's some loose spending that you're not following a zero-based system. So I really Mm -hmm. think you should have about at least $1,000. And I'm probably being conservative. You could probably have a little bit more because I think... 800 is kind of a lot, even for three yeah. years. Again, just being flexible, yeah. you know, understanding we have to, sometimes we eat out and things like that. So we have $1,000 a month that we can put towards this. So if we're paying our initial 800 and we could take another $1,000 towards that, I'm sure we're going to have some interest on that. But at $50,000, you should probably have that paid off in less than a year, right? Yeah. So when you really break down the numbers, we're looking probably somewhere between nine months to a year to get this taken care of. Okay, so you brought up a really good point is if you have three kids, and you're going to travel, well, okay, so what's going to happen with the kids? You're going to have to obviously get them taken care of. Maybe you have grandma or, you know, sister or somebody that can help take care of those kids. But if you have to pay for a sitter to watch those kids, then you really got to look at what's the cost and benefit of doing all this because you're going to have travel costs, right? So you're going to have gas, food on the road, time away from family, possibly paying for babysitters and things like that depending on what you make, right? So what would you say an average travel nurse would make in that part of the country if you have any idea? I'm not sure about Connecticut. Usually the rates are similar. I think $80,000 for a salary is pretty good. And travel nursing, let me speak to the Bay Area. So when people come to the Bay Area to do travel nursing, the salaries are much lower than a staff salary, but they do have housing costs taken care of and they have non-taxable expenses that they can kind of write off. And so it kind of makes it equivalent to what, say, my salary would be in the Bay Area. And this is where a lot of people like to travel. This is what I'm assuming this person is trying to do. But ultimately, you know, the salary isn't going to be too much different. And, you know, the cost of living out here is way, way higher. So even if their housing expenses, uh, their housing costs are taken care of, it's still going to be a significant chunk of like money. So they're not really going to be making too much more than what they're making in Connecticut. Okay. So 80,000 a year, it's 40 bucks an hour, basically, is what it comes down to here. Mm-hmm. vacation. So at 40 bucks an hour and then travel nurses, do they work generally like an eight hour shift or is that more like the overtime shifts? Like you work in hospitals a lot of times. 
They work 12s. Usually wow. they come in and work 12-hour shifts. Yeah. Okay. okay, so that's 480 bucks, right? You're going to get gross mm-hmm. for taxes. And if you're a single mom, yes, you have some kids, but you're probably going to be in a 22% bracket somewhere that range federal mm-hmm. plus whatever state's taken out. So a neighborhood of 30% is going to be gone after you take things like Social Security and Medicare tax out of there, 30 to 30 plus. So if you're going to make 480 gross and you're going to take home only you know 70% of that or so maybe less if you're contributing to a retirement vehicle. So we're looking at 330 or so, something like that, take home. So this is where you really have to ask yourself, like, is it really worth 300 bucks to travel, deal with getting the kids somewhere, following up on that, having to deal with kids that might be having some issues if uh, they're, at, they're not at home, they're not on their schedule, yeah. they're not eating the foods they normally eat, doing things in the way you normally do them. I really lean more towards... Can you find ways to tighten up your budget? Or at the end of the day, a lot of times there's opportunities for overtime in primary. Yeah. If you can get overtime in a primary job and you can get that $60 an hour, then you only need about six to seven hours to make up what you would need on that extra day. So if you can work an extra hour a day or maybe a day with two extra hours, so it's only two, three days a week you're doing that. I lean more towards going that way if you really want to get passionate and get this paid off. But keep in mind that if you're really not looking at what you're currently spending, that's probably a big miss on why you are not paying things off as fast as you'd like. Because if you're yes. paying six to 800 a month on your basic payment, plus you have an extra $1,000 of cash flow to use towards other things, and maybe even if it's half of that, but that's still it's 1000 bucks a month. It shouldn't take you more than a year to get this paid off. So with the life disruption, dealing with three kids, having all the drama that goes in between that, I think I'm with you. And I think I'd rather see this person find a way to get some overtime locally and get tightened up on that cash flow or also known as the budget. Those are my thoughts, I think. Yeah, I agree. Concur. Thank you for breaking down those numbers because I think that's super helpful. Yeah, I think getting to the actual numbers sometimes, and this happens with people of all levels, right? Most people have no idea what their numbers are when they're looking at challenges or whether it's funding retirement or funding long-term goals like buying a car, buying a house, or short-term goals like getting out of debt. A lot of times people just have never sat down and look at the numbers and say, okay, well, if I give up a day a week, right? So if this particular person was going to earn an additional $300 traveling for a day per week, right? So that's an extra $1,000 a month. She's probably going to pay at $12,000 a year. She'll pay her debt off in what? An additional three or four months early, maybe. So three or four months early, it seems like a lot of time, but it's like, if you think back, January is almost over. If you think back into October until now, is it really that much time? It's really not a lot of time in the scheme of things. And the headache, drama, and possibly whatever your children do to these other people, because I know some kids are a little bit more high energy than others, you know, whatever suffering you put these people through every single week. I don't know. I think it's, I would weigh more towards focusing on cleaning up whatever you're currently working with and then seeing if you can pick up a couple extra hours because I feel like you can end up in the same place and by just staying focused and actually working through the numbers we talked about today in more detail. Right. That's my thought. So I think where I'm at on it, did we get any other questions this week? No, that's the, the one question that we got. So yeah, I think just to piggyback when you said to work extra hours, actually locally, you can actually pick a per diem job too, which you don't need the benefits. And so the pay is actually higher. And so I think that would even be a viable option if you're looking at ways to bring in extra income besides traveling. But like I said, I think that the focus needs to start at where you are and making sure that you're maximizing every one of your dollars that you take home. Same for me. I agree with that. And then try to pick up some overtime locally here instead of dealing with all the drama of traveling. So 
folks, if any nurses out there have a question, we would love to answer your questions. Nasima, do you want to give them the page that you want them to submit the question to? Yes. So submit your questions to nursesonfirepodcast.com slash ask. So that's the website. So the nursesonfirepodcast.com slash ask is where you can go in and submit your questions. You can remain anonymous if you like. Try to provide as much details as you want us to know to answer your questions. But we love to answer your questions live here on our Monday episode, and then they'll re-air on the podcast as well. And those episodes drop every Monday. Excellent. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope you saw a little bit of value in this. And if you have any questions, we have to answer <laughs> for you guys every Monday, 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time. And of course, it'll be here for you either on Facebook or on the podcast if you'd like to watch it later. All right. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye now. We hope that you've enjoyed the episode and that you've learned something new to set you on your path to financial independence. If you love this episode, please share, subscribe, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want us to go over your financial situation or have your questions answered, head on over to Nurses on Fire Podcasts slash ask and have us do an analysis of your individual financial situation. And don't worry, we'll keep you anonymous. Thank you for listening to my mommy's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Bye-bye. Bye.